Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. That's Logan Paulson. All right. Defensively, uh, they definitely uh, got lucky on a couple of occasions uh, where Sam Ellinger is the quarterback and, and a guy in his first start is not going to take advantage. But all in all, this group has played so well during this four-game winning streak. How do they keep this going? Unlike last year's four-game winning streak, which was followed up by another four-game losing streak. Yeah. I think it's tough. I think um... – I think the defense has been a little bit more porous the last two weeks against Chicago and against the Colts, obviously. Um, Green Bay, they kind of were able to bounce down the hatches, but I do think they missed some stuff and, and Aaron Rodgers missed some stuff. So I, I, I still think they need to find ways to mitigate the big play, you know? And when you look back at this game, big play was a big part of it. Obviously, the 43-yard the completion, Alec Pierce, the Paris Campbell reverse, the Paris Campbell um, screen that went for a big play, um, the defensive PI, the long run by Jonathan Taylor. I mean, that's five plays right there, and that almost shapes the outcome of the game if you don't get two fumbles. So I think – and you get a great stop by your defense on a third and one. Jamin Davis making the tackle. Cam Curl the play before. Love to see that stuff. But um, that's something that needs to get corrected. But from a down to down, like when you're going through the clips, they're playing really solid outside of five plays. So can you make that three plays? Can you make it two plays? I know you're never going to eliminate that from the front. From, from, it's the NFL. Teams are good. They've got good players. Yeah. You're never going to eliminate that. But can you decrease the frequency that that happens? Because really that's the only time the Colts are able to move the football is when they were able to find and manufacture these big opportunities uh, for their offense. So I, outside of those plays, I think the defense down to down is – they're doing a great job, you know? Yeah, it's it's the favorite stat in reverse, right? If we, yeah. if we make that a defensive stat, that means if you don't give up a play <laughs> of 15-plus yards, you're going to get a stop 95% of the time. <laughs> if you do, you're only going to get a stop 45% of the time. Yeah. And and so that is, I mean, I think what's what's scary about this past weekend with the big plays is they came pass and run. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Taylor got a couple of gashes. You have the big play to Pierce. You have the screen to Campbell. Like they came in all different kinds of ways, which gives Kevin O'Connell and his offensive staff a whole bunch of stuff to look at to say, oh, wow, we can exploit that. We can yeah. exploit that. Can we potentially exploit that? How can we get to the similar thing and recreate the same mistake? Uh, and, and there's multiple options as opposed to, yeah, we gave up three big runs on outside zone and we're going to practice that this week and things are going to be fine. Or we gave up, you know, in this coverage and, and we, we, we're going to clean that up or, Hey, Benjamin just had a bad day. Uh, we're really not concerned about it. There's a lot of different stuff that happened. And like you said, if there hadn't been those two fumbles, like 
this they gave up they gave up 24 easy uh yeah. to, to indianapolis if they don't create a couple of fumbles one of them is a pretty loose ball handling situation by ellinger uh that maybe a more veteran quarterback doesn't give you um you know great play coming down um was it cam uh, who forced uh, the one on taylor or it was a forest putting the hat on the ball um against taylor but you know, at the end of the day, they get credit for making those plays. I, I think I think we can do both, right? We can have concern moving forward that they you can't just rely on that, but you also give them a ton of credit for a team that hadn't been able to force a ton of turnovers this year to find ways to do that and to come through in those key situations. And and that helps you not give up a, a massive point total for the fourth straight week. Yeah, and I also think it's important just to note that this was an extremely – I know it's Sam Ellinger, but it's extremely difficult to prep for a quarterback – with such a different play style from the original starter who hasn't played a lot. Like to come in, like I was expecting them to get some big plays off of just some random stuff, which is what happened. Like you said, some of that stuff is concerning the reverse to, to Paris. Like what's Jamin looking at exactly? Like who's supposed to fit that? Those things are concerning, but again, they hadn't shown a ton of that on film prior to this. So you're, it's almost like you're getting ready for a new offense. So I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt in that area that some of those big plays came off of just this is something completely new, and we had no idea that it was coming, which is totally true because when you watched what the offense was with Matt Ryan, it didn't look like this. Right. It didn't even resemble this at all. So And dealing with a running quarterback, it challenges rules to the nth degree, specifically in the run game. Like the, the long run uh, that Taylor has is because – Casey Tool is caught in between the quarterback, the reverse, and the sift block. And so you're like, he's got three things to digest there. And most teams don't have the opportunity to provide that, right? They don't have a quarterback there. Obviously, Philadelphia, they're looking at this and saying, hey, we, we can run that. We have that play in. You know, let's do right. that. But Minnesota, different animal. Obviously, they have one of the best receivers in the NFL, but different animal. And I think a lot of the, the explosive plays came off of stuff that, traditionally this defense would be ready for but again it's systematic because i look at chicago similar thing a lot of big plays right off of some unique formations and even green bay the stuff that aaron Rodgers missed you're kind of like can we get that cleaned up so i think like to your point finding solutions to fix that but also understanding that this week specifically this was a very tall task from a defensive game plan perspective yeah well that's that's definitely concerning though uh, moving forward when you have philadelphia again when you have dallas with dak a guy who can can certainly yeah. a little bit coming up um i think that that is daniel jones I, yeah daniel jones twice by the way yeah. um you have some of these these running quarterbacks coming up that i think are you know that that gives you a, a major pause for concern because you definitely got away with it a little bit um against uh chicago where the point total is not there um, I got a great question on Twitter about some of this stuff that I wanted to pull real quick. Uh, Tom tweeted me at Hoffman show. He goes, question for the show. Coach Rivera seems to talk a lot about the players on the defense, not being disciplined and mm. following the system is Washington scheme, especially strict with regard to role assignments as compared to other teams. Do others encourage freelancing? And the reason I wanted to pull that up too right now is because I think that also goes into some of this, like, oh, well, they got got by certain formations where it's like they know what to do against the basic stuff. Sure. And you trick it up a little bit and it's like it messes with everyone's assignment. And that's where some of these big plays come in. So is it something that's unique to Washington or when you watch other teams around the NFL and even when you watch Washington's offense, how they generate big plays, do you see some of the same struggles? And that's just kind of the nature of the X's and O's of football. 
I mean, I think that's kind of the nature. I mean, I think you you want to eliminate big plays, and I think um, the tighter the rule, the bigger, uh, the less margin for error there there is. So, like for example, some teams run a lot of cover two. For example, Tampa two, which is great at kind of keeping everything in front of you. You're going to limit the you're going to eliminate the big plays, but teams get dissected on that because there's lots of underneath space, right? So teams are kind of like, well, how do we get this over the top stuff and protect ourselves from this underneath stuff? So you play this match in terms of pass coverage, right? And when you play this match, like you really got to know concepts. You got to know how teams are trying to defeat your coverages. And you can tell they're getting, I mean, that's one of the reasons William Jackson III struggled in this defense is he never was able to internalize that. But that takes a lot of time. That takes a lot of reps. That takes a lot of technique-specific stuff. Because just as an example, one thing that Ron always talks about in our meetings when we're watching film is he's like, if he can make, if this linebacker can make this guy bubble over the top, the pass rush gets home. And it's a really subtle technique that if you're not looking for it, you're going to miss it. And, you know, for example, Jamin Davis on um, the the receiver from Jacksonville, right? That he gives up the big play. He's like, look out if he plays this inside out and makes him bubble over the top and it's going to be a sack and Jamin might get a PBU. And so people don't understand that that's the level of detail you're talking about when you're playing coverage in the NFL. And then also and just like for clarity, that's everyone. That's not like yeah, specific to right, this scheme. Right. That's and it, it, the detail might be different. But the detail is there. Whatever they're de- whatever they're making them bubble over the top is, they have something similar in their scheme. Um, and you know, for example, like I think a great example is just like Devin White. He makes a ton of splash plays, but he's consistently the worst graded, one of the worst graded linebackers by PFF because he's freelancing all the time, and it leads to big runs. So when you're playing an eight man box structure, you've got these blitzes. You need to be where you're supposed to be, or the offense is designed to take advantage of it. Ultimately, that's what happens, right? So. You know, I think a perfect example of this is Casey Tuhill on that like little, um, you know, the the zone read to um, Sam Ellinger. The coaching mm-hmm. point for the week is to dive at the quarterback and then dive at the dive at the running back, force the quarterback to keep it, and then take the quarterback. Casey takes one step too vertically, right? And unfortunately, the guy hands it off and ends up ends up being a big play. That it's a step, and that's right. how detailed that step it is. is influenced by a reverse that's also coming. Hundred percent. And so again, when you're playing linebacker, when these people are in these pitch situations, you're like, man, that's so tough. But that's the expectation for that group. That's the expectation for defense in the NFL. And so I do think it is. This is a defense that's challenging. But all the best defenses are running a version of this. And think about this. So one of the best defenses in the NFL right now is the Buffalo Bills. They run a very almost identical defense to what we run here. But one of the reasons that they are less exposed in terms of run game is because they have an offense that's putting up. You have to you have to keep up with them, right? So the defense says, okay, now that we're out of the first quarter, this team's going to pass it 40 times a game. Let's get into our coverage shells and let the pass rush eat, and you get really good defensive production because you know you've made the offense one event. Your offense has made their offense one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Our offense does not do that. So you're constantly fighting with very complicated run scheme and pass concept throughout the game and that's one of the things i'm always harping on is if this offense can tick it up a little bit then those details can you can focus in on what you're expecting the game plan to look like about instead of saying oh shoot we got to be ready for play pass we got to be ready for draw we got to be ready for screen reverse fake reverse all this stuff and like that's just five things but imagine that going exponentially more as the game goes on so i think that's part of it and i do think the defense can be better but i also think the offense can help the defense mitigate some of those mistakes and that's something again Scott, Taylor, Ron, where is the aggression level that puts your defense, who's winning games for you, in the best position to be successful, especially against teams like Minnesota and Philadelphia? 
yeah, who can score. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something I think we've been on for a while. Like complimentary football isn't necessarily like just turning around, handing the ball off sure. and, and then shortening the game. Like sometimes it's playing from ahead and making sure that the other team uh, is, is not being able to be in the position they want to be in, which is, you know, ahead and with the entire playbook, their entire playbook open. Uh, all right. If you want more from Logan, uh, YouTube, you can check out command center, uh, from the Washington commanders media department, uh, Julie Donaldson, uh, London Fletcher, Santana, and of course, Logan, uh, you can also check out his Instagram at Logan underscore Paulson 82. We are together on the radio on Sundays for countdown to kickoff starting at 10 AM. So we will see you there. Uh, but first we will have one more podcast this week on Friday getting ready for Minnesota. So we'll see you then. Subscribe wherever you're listening right now if you haven't already. And we will see you Friday for the next edition of Team.